0: In the age of social media, everyone is sharing content. Hundreds of hours of video is uploaded to YouTube, Facebook, and WhatsApp every single minute. But for quite a while now, media organisations have been using this content without the knowledge or permission of the uploader.
1: I think it's something we see frequently, and it's not just with Irish news organisations with organisations all over the world, but certainly here in Ireland, we regularly see uh, Irish news organisations using content without permission without attribution and even without basic verification carried out. Um, we've seen examples of that time and again in big news stories from the Paris attacks to the Brussels attacks this week um, and really since we started as a news organisation you know, about five years ago it's a regular occurrence and it's something really that we want to tackle and deal with as, as best as we can.
2: Without naming any organisation in particular, there are certain organisations, and not just in Ireland, who are who are pushing it right to the wire in terms of what's ethical and what's legal? Uh, because it's really copyright law we're talking about here. I mean, you can talk about the ethics, about you know good manners and really good conduct, and there's a you know there's a code of conduct out there in journalism and in the media, um, and there are lines you don't cross and all that. But really. Um, it's not really about that, it's about copyright and the ownership of copyright.
3: Copyright is not an issue which the Press Council gets involved in. We have a code of practice uh, with principles like you know, objectivity, fairness, um, um, care for children, privacy etc. We don't enter into any area where there's sort of a commercial issue at stake. So the issue of, of plagiarism or, or using material that belong to others without their permission and without acknowledgement would only arise in terms of to be a member of the Press Council of Ireland, uh, a newspaper or a publisher, an online publisher has to sign up to a code of practice. And if a particular member was found to be, on a regular basis, engaged in plagiarism. I think they would probably not be able to continue as a member of the press council. But a complaint by a member of the public about plagiarism, we wouldn't consider because that's a commercial matter. That's a matter for the courts, essentially.
1: I would say it's widespread across uh, all news or- organisations in Ireland. Um, I wouldn't signal anyone out particularly, but certainly the independent, um, RTE, TV3 and others have all used content without permission and attribution over the recent years, uh, even right up to today. Um, this week the biggest story in Ireland and across the world was the Brussels attacks and we saw a number of Irish news organisations, TV3 being an example and others, uh, using content without verifying it, uh, without attributing it correctly and certainly without permission from the uploader which is something we always uh, aspire to get. We're watched
2: by media monitoring companies, by PR companies, uh, you know, RT, ourselves, the main newspapers That content is gone through by by everyone and if something is spotted, uh, it will be spotted. We can't get away with it, even if we wanted to do
0: it, which we don't, we wouldn't get away with it. In 2015, Landmark Media Investments, owned by Tom and Ted Crosby, acquired Irish website Benchwarmers. Originally a student website, Benchwarmers has amassed over 1.5 million likes on Facebook and is recognised as one of Ireland's most popular entertainment sites. However, the site has been criticised for its relaxed approach to copyright and content ownership, with many videos appearing across their social platforms without permission or attribution.
4: Generally we don't anymore. We did start off like I said, but since we've come into landmark, we've had no choice but to you know tighten up our our, our practices and be, become a bit more legit. There are a few things would slip through the cracks, but there are so many there are some things that have been reused and reused and reused and reused and reused, and reused so many times by not just ourselves and other people that it's gotten to the stage where I reckon if you did try and trace it back to an original source there would be no you wouldn't find it. So I think there's almost sort of like um, an idea that you know it's it there, there are things you feel are safe to use. But like I said 90% of the time these days we do tend to use our own content because we have, it it's just saves ourselves basically, we're, we're, we're covering our own tracks and we make sure that we're not getting in anyone, we're not stepping in anyone's toes.
0: However, when asked about the posting of copyrighted material to the Benchwarmer's social profiles in recent days, Mr. Megan had this to say. Looking at your social profiles in recent days, um, yesterday, the day before, we're still seeing a lot of copyrighted material being posted, in particular to your Instagram account. So can you really say that you've gone legit if you're still posting copyrighted material?
4: Um, I'm not so sure. I think you'd want to speak to somebody else about that matter personally because um, I'm not too comfortable speaking with this. Listen, I, I'm not comfortable answering that question, I'm sorry. Genuinely, it's just, um, I, okay, this is what happens, okay. We have obviously certain pages and we do share stuff, but um, Facebook, for instance, catch us off guard. They, they're, okay, I'm sorry, I have to stop down. I'm sorry, but apologies. I don't want to be getting in trouble, See, so that's all it is.
3: Undoubtedly, there isn't enough consideration given to a means of reimbursing the originator. Um, there is sort of a view that anything that you can access on the internet is yours to use in some way or other. Um, and it is the technology that has allowed the easy Reuse of material is, is, is has driven this without sufficient consideration as to the consequences of it And also simply to ownership and does someone own something if they originate the answer is yes, of course they own it uh, And are they entitled to payment? Yes, they're entitled to payment, but it, it that gets lost in the rush to get stuff out there
5: If you were to look at copyright another way um, if for example a broadcaster were to, were to use content that was an infringement of copyright for example our, I suppose the broadcasting code and, or the broadcasting legislation is more focused on the accuracy of content and whether or not that content, particularly in use and current affairs context, is impartial or if it's accurate. So it would be seen, copyright is, is probably seen more in a, a commercial realm than it is in a content realm and our, our focus as a broadcasting regulator is predominantly to do with the, the, the broadcasting content itself.
0: With vast amounts of video content being uploaded to social media platforms on a minute-by-minute basis, verifying and assessing the validity of this eyewitness media is essential for newsrooms. Knowing the uploader and their perspective is essential in confirming that a video is indeed legitimate.
2: Whenever someone even uses the term user-generated content, a warning light goes off in my head about verification and authenticity. But most of the time it's genuine and it's authentic, uh, if it's a car crash or a fire or an incident which happens a long way from us, which will take too long to get to. We simply contact the person, we might make a phone call to the guards, we might make a phone call to local people in that area, just to make sure um, that it's happened, or, you know, what we're being offered is, is, is authentic.
1: Online footage captures the morning rush hour scene on the metro platform near Mailbeck, then the moment of the terror blast which ended the daily commute abruptly. So we see here a very dramatic video uh, that was shared online in the aftermath of the Brussels attacks and it was described as showing CCTV of the moment a bomb went off in Mailbeck metro station. Now this footage was shared widely online. people obviously want to be part of a conversation online they see footage that's dramatic their instinct is to share it however the problem arises when professional news organizations begin to share this footage this footage is in fact from Minsk in 2011 so you can see here a version of the same footage from Minsk Uh, note the columns on the platform and the layout of the platform it's an exact match and we were able to confirm that this footage was in fact from Minsk in 2011. This did not stop professional news organizations such as TV3 in Ireland broadcasting it several hours after the event, long after the footage had been def- debunked as fake.
5: There are investigatory powers that are there under the Broadcasting Act, um, and that allows us to investigate um, whether or not um, you know there, there was an issue of inaccuracy or um, whether and I suppose it allows you to go back into the the process of program making um, and you know an outcome of an investigation could be that there's a, a fine related to the investigation or to the outcome of the investigation and those fines can be up to quarter of a million euro.
0: With the offices of the BAI and the press ombudsman having no jurisdiction in the use of user-generated content media organizations go largely unregulated in its use. For many It's both too expensive and too intimidating to pursue a media organisation through the court system for copyright infringement, especially when a case for fair use can be made. But for now, as people share more and more content to social media, they should do so in the knowledge that the copyright of this material lies with them.